Thank You for Waiting by Simon Armitage Thank you for waiting. At this moment in time, we'd like to invite first-class passengers only to board the aircraft. Thank you for waiting. We now extend our invitation to exclusive, superior, privilege and Excelsior members, followed by triple, double and single platinum members, followed by gold, silver, bronze card members, followed by pearl and coral club members. Military personnel in uniform may also board at this time. Thank you for waiting. We now invite meteorite customers and passengers enrolled in our rare earth, metals points and reward scheme and thank you for waiting. Accredited beautiful people may now board, plus any gentleman carrying a copy of this month's Cigar Aficionado magazine, plus subscribers to our Red Diamond, Black Opal or Blue Garnet schemes. We also welcome Sapphire, Ruby and Emerald members at this time, followed by Amethyst, Onyx, Obsidian, Jet, Topaz and Quartz members. On production of a valid receipt, travellers of elegance and style-wearing designer and or hand-tailored clothing or flaunting individual pieces of jewellery, including wristwatches with a minimum purchase price of $10,000, may now board. Also welcome at this time are passengers talking loudly to cell phone headsets about recently completed property acquisitions, share deals and aggressive takeovers, plus hedge fund managers with proven track records in the undermining of small to medium-sized ambitions. Passengers in Loam, Chalk, Marl and Clay may also board. Thank you for waiting. Mediocre passengers are now invited to board, followed by passengers lacking business acumen or general leadership potential, followed by people of little or no consequence, followed by people operating at a net fiscal loss as people. Scroungers, malingers, spongers and freeloaders may now step forward. Those holding tickets for zones Rust, Mulch, Cardboard, Puddle and Sand might want to begin gathering their crumbs and tissues ready for boarding. Passengers either partially or wholly dependent on welfare or kindness please have their travel coupons validated at the quarantine desk. Sweat, dust, shoddy, scurf, turd, chaff, remnant, ash, pus, sludge, clinker, splinter and soot, all you people are now free to board. Airports are the most soulless places in the world. They are sterile, superficial, generic. They're just incredibly boring. Nothing interesting has ever happened in an airport. Airports are these liminal places. The inside of an airport looks the same no matter what time of day it is or what time of year it is. And they're also spaceless. If you took away the signs and the people working there, 
You could be anywhere in the world. Every airport is ostensibly the same. They are these places that belong to nowhere. In fact, their defining feature is to be a place between other places, but without a coherent location in itself. Airports are utterly without character or emotion. They're designed to make travelling as painless and inconvenience-free as possible. And in order to achieve this painlessness, it removes any opportunity to feel anything. They are places designed to prevent us from thinking or feeling. They reduce us to zombies. It's not even that people in airports are sad. They're just sort of vacant and empty. We tend to turn off our brains, we'll float around, walk slowly, existing in a sleepy, dreamlike bubble, not wanting to be there, not wanting to experience the current moment, just existing, just waiting for the time to pass and not really doing anything else. For these reasons, airports are the last place I would imagine to write poetry. They're perhaps the least poetic setting I can think of. Yet in this poem, Simon Armitage plays with the soulless, lifeless, slightly surreal feelings of an airport and creates something that I think is fun and inventive. Armitage is a poet that I associate actually with being very conscious of setting. A lot of his work is rooted in the specific locations of where he lives and grew up, grew up in Yorkshire, and they often explore specific gritty experiences of contemporary social problems like addiction and homelessness. But this poem is different. It has a sort of weightless, dreamlike, surreal fe feeling that contrasts to the gritty realness of some of the other poems that I have read of his. Actually, this poem reminds me a bit of a stand-up comedy routine, but crucially, a stand-up comedy routine that's gone on far too long. The satire is quite obvious. The poem pokes fun at the ridiculous social stratification and the performative hierarchies that we contrive, most clearly at airports, but beyond airports as well. I think this obviousness and the fact that the joke is really drawn out is deliberate. It reinforces the absurdity of the ways that we contrive hierarchies and the unsubtle and shallow ways that we look to validate ourselves and to present ourselves as better or more important than others. The form of the poem also echoes the repetitive, robotic, mechanical sounds of being an airport. The bleeping, the flight calls, the tinny shop music, all of these sounds constantly feeling to be on a loop in, your, in the back of your brain. One thing I like about this poem is that it's making a pretty obvious political point, but it's not doing so earnestly. It's not trying to make a case for something. It's not trying to change your mind, but it's trying to 
instead hold up a mirror to the world, to present the world back to us, to show us our own folly and absurdity. The poem has a dissenting tone, but not a rebellious one. It's not angry or offended by the inequality that the poem sees when boarding a pain, a plane. Instead, it's cynical and dismissive. It's not saying, this is unfair. It's saying, this is silly. In fact, in a way, I think this poem is sort of satisfied with the situation that it sees. It's almost joyful and enthusiastic. It revels in the absurd elitism of the departure lounge. It does this because the poem knows that ultimately the elite, the elitism here is harmless and actually the joke is on the elites. There's something mocking in the repeated line, thank you for waiting, because you can either wait in the departure lounge or you can wait on the plane, which incidentally is probably more uncomfortable. But either way, it doesn't matter whether you're first or last aboard. We're all going to take off at the same time and we're all going to land at the same time. The contrived membership programs and hierarchies are literally pointless. You don't benefit at all. The only beneficiaries are the airlines who are somewhat astonished to know that they can just create another absurd level of ticket and people will lap it up. In fact, it's the first classes who are the losers in this poem. Note that throughout the poem, the passengers are constantly called customers, not people. Their humanity is taken away from them. They exist in their zombie shells that only have purpose or meaning so far as they are consumers for the airline. That changes at the end, though, when the only people in the poem, the only passengers who have retained their humanity in this soulless place, are the ones who board last. Here again is Thank You For Waiting by Simon Armitage. Thank you for waiting. At this moment in time, we'd like to invite first class passengers only to board the aircraft. Thank you for waiting. We now extend our invitation to exclusive, superior, privileged and excelsior members, followed by triple, double and single platinum members, followed by gold, silver, bronze card members, followed by pearl and coral club members. Military personnel in uniform may also board at this time. Thank you for waiting. We now invite meteorite customers and passengers enrolled in our rare earth, metals points and reward scheme and thank you for waiting. Accredited beautiful people may now board, plus any gentleman carrying a copy of this month's Cigar Aficionado magazine, plus subscribers to our Red Diamond, Black Opal or Blue Garnet schemes. We also welcome Sapphire, Ruby and Emerald members at this time, followed by Amethyst, Onyx, Obsidian, Jet, Topaz and Quartz members. 
On production of a valid receipt, travellers of elegance and style wearing designer and or hand-tailored clothing or flaunting individual pieces of jewellery including wristwatches with a minimum purchase price of $10,000 may now board. Also welcome at this time are passengers talking loudly to cell phone headsets about recently completed property acquisitions, share deals and aggressive takeovers plus hedge fund managers with proven track records in the undermining of small to medium-sized ambitions. Passengers in loam, chalk, marl and clay may also board. Thank you for waiting. Mediocre passengers are now invited to board, followed by passengers lacking business acumen or general leadership potential followed by people of little or no consequence, followed by people operating at a net fiscal loss as people. Scroungers, malingers, spongers and freeloaders may now step forward. Those holding tickets for zones rust, mulch, cardboard, puddle and sand might want to begin gathering their crumbs and tissues ready for boarding. Passengers either partially or wholly dependent on welfare or kindness, please have their travel coupons validated at the quarantine desk. Sweat, dust, shoddy, scurf, turd, chaff, remnant, ash, pus, sludge, clinker, splinter and soot, all you people are now free to board.